0: Welcome to the show from the MD and Chef, Chef team. team. I'm Dr. Isabel medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you? I'm Chef Michael, Culinary Nutrition Expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now I can say that because he's my husband. (laughs) Yes. Well (laughs) then, we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition recipes and tips from the kitchen, and we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. we We like like to to have have fun fun too. So let's Let's get get on on with the the show. Hi, it's Dr. Isabel. Thanks for joining me today. I'm calling this podcast... When you're down, try this. Have you ever woken up in the morning and just felt like you wanted to cry? You had no idea why you wanted to cry. You just woke up like you and felt like you wanted to cry. Well, if that's you, I know how you feel. This is what happened to me and this is what I did to overcome that just a few days ago. So I'm being super transparent. So Michael and I woke up and we went down to the beach and we had our coffee at low tide. And it was a beautiful, beautiful sunny day on the New Zealand beaches here. Oh, it's lovely here. And we were talking and we were reading something really personal that was just helping us. You know, we like to read something inspirational And then I'm like crying while I'm reading this. And I just fluffed it aside. I just kind of stuffed it back down. And then Michael and I went for a walk. Everything was fun. I came back. We got back to the house. And all he had to do was say, what's up, babe? And I just broke down crying. I was sobbing throughout the whole house like I have never sobbed before. I'm laughing now, but I'm telling you it was ugly and messy when it was going on. And I just cried and cried and cried. I didn't even know why I was crying. I just was crying and it lasted for about an hour. And then we had so much that we needed to do that we wanted to do for our doctor on a mission. And Michael had such discernment and he said, nope, we are going to take a break. We are stopping. He put his hand up and he said, we're going to stop and we are going to take a break this whole day. We are not going to be working. We're going to be taking a health break, a mental break. And he goes, you go do what you got to do, and we'll get together later on. So here's what I did, and here's what you can do, okay? First of all, the number one thing I did was I allowed myself to cry. And I hadn't cried like that for a long time. Uh, I do know, as a doctor, that the research shows that when we cry, we actually decrease our cortisol. And our cortisol is our stress hormone. So I encourage you to allow yourself to cry. Now, you can cry wherever you can. I I had the privacy of my own home to cry in. Sometimes you can't just cry in the living room and throughout the whole house. At this time, we didn't have any kids in the house, so it was just me and Michael. Some of my friends say that they go ahead and go into the shower and just cry and let the shower and the water just clean their their tears. Now, I have done that kind of crying before be, when the kids were here. Um and if you need to go into the bathroom, you can go. The key is allow yourself to cry. Now, I do want to say for men. Men, it's so important for you to allow yourself to cry. I know you have been raised to t- you know with the motto of men don't cry, real men don't cry and and um, you know, toughen up and Really, that's not very healthy. I believe that men that cry have a heart for the world. Really, if men can cry, then we know that they are connected to the tragedy and the pain and the struggle. So bravo to men that cry. If you don't know how to cry, learn how to cry. You can watch sad movies or whenever you feel sad, just go ahead and cry. Michael, when Michael and I first met, he would not cry. Now, after 40 years of being together, I have seen him tear up. And he actually says that he feels better after he cries too. And it's all because the cortisol levels are coming down. The second thing that I did was I wrote down... Everything that that is magnificent in my life, I wrote this, I didn't have a piece of paper, I wrote it in my notes on my iPhone and I just wrote everything that's magnificent, you know, that I've got love, Michael and I are together, I've got a roof over my head that I am blessed, I got food in the refrigerator, um, my kids are healthy, my 95 year young mom is healthy and independent. And I just kept on writing and writing and writing. And the beauty of doing this is it forces your brain to switch tracks and focus on what is good instead of what is bad. So I encourage you to write down as fast as you can what is magnificent in your life and you will see your mood start to lift. Now, it took more than that for me, believe me. Uh, We're already now like into hour two of feeling like this. And then I said, okay, I am going to start thinking of my successes instead of my failures because I was starting to beat myself up for all of my failures. And look, let's be honest. The research shows that our brain, the human brain goes and thinks about the negative more than it does the positive. For instance... If somebody gives me fifty compliments about a speech that I gave, and one person says, "Oh, I didn't really get it. You know, you really need to work on your presentation," I will not remember the other the fifty people that complimented me on this on the talk and how it served them and added value. I my brain will focus on that one person, and it happens with. Everybody, if you will focus on the negative until you start learning to focus on the positive, on the success. And we do know that negative thoughts take up more space in your brain than positive thoughts. So our brains are filled with negative thoughts. So we need to make sure we focus on kicking those out or focusing on the positive And when we think of our failures, I mean, that just brings discouragement. And discouragement destroys your hope. And we know that without hope, people will fall. People have got to have hope. So I encourage you to change the channels that your brain is on. For instance, if you are watching something in your brain that's negative, don't bring up a bowl of popcorn with butter on it and start watching the negative show in your brain. No, don't start feasting on that. Actually, change the channel and start focusing on things that have been positive in your life, things that have helped you. Oh my gosh, things like in your, in your relationships, with your health, uh, your finances, your workplace, your family, Dreams that are coming up. And with those, with those successes, also start having expectations. Like, wow, I'm going to be chasing this. This is what I've got in front of me. I'm present right now in my life, but I'm also chasing what's in front of me. You always need to have expectations. You see, humans are happy when they know that they're progressing. And we are progressing when we are reaching and pressing forward towards a goal. Okay. Look in your life. Are you pressing towards a goal? Well, that is a success that's still ahead of you and you still have time to reach for it. Expectations are so important. Expect expect good things into your life. Expect good health. Expect positive people to come into your life. Expect that you've got love in your relationship. Expect financial increase. Expect good health. Expect that you've got loving relationships that grow you. Expect that and that will come. And those are all things that you focus on that are positive, success things that are either present in your life right now or forward. Okay, do you catch me? Do you get what I'm talking about? It's just changing our focus. And man, oh man, did I have to change my focus. And I had to change my focus fast because I did not want the rest of my day to be like this. The fourth thing that I did, and I'm going to share this with you, um, and I have respect for where you are spiritually now in your life. I'm a Christian, so I'm going to be speaking. That's where I can speak from. This may not pertain to you, but you can apply these principles with whatever your belief is, okay? I'm not here to convert you or change you. I just know that having a spiritual pillar that you can plug into in times of distress and trouble... Um, And trials is very, very important. And we know from the research that people who have a spiritual belief in a higher power and think on successes actually live longer and healthier. And my mom is a case in point. She's 95 years young, living independently in her own apartment, and she has a big connection to God, and she only speaks positive. Sometimes she goes into the worry part, but that's okay. You know, we all have, we all can go there, but she quickly recorrects, okay? She circles around and goes, wait, wait, wait. This is not the way I'm going to be talking. So the fourth point that I'm saying is read inspirational things. And the two inspirational things that I dove into was the first is uh, the Bible, Psalm 91. And for those of you who have read Psalm 91, it is God's promise to protect us during difficult times. And that's true. I mean, right now we're going through, we're coming out of COVID. COVID's been a big deal. It's been going on here for 10 weeks and I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I've got a sign above my head going, okay, COVID, let's wrap it up. And then we also had the horrific event in America of George Floyd being killed by a, by a police officer on TV. And that has just bring, brought up a lot of unrest in my heart. And um, I need God's protection to know that good things are coming ahead for the world. I love what Joyce Meyer says in her commentary in Battlefields of the Mind, the, her Psalms and Proverbs book. Um, She says, it took me many years to see the following pattern with God. God is with me in my trials and trouble. Then he begins to get me out of the situation. And then afterwards, he honors me. And with honor, that means he applauds me. He says, you good and faithful servant. Or he lifts you up to a higher level. And that's that's God's pattern in my life, too. I know that God is with me, and I have to constantly be reading the Bible every day to to believe his promises because, look, we've only got the grace for one day, right? Luckily, we only have 24 hours to live, and then we get to rest up and then wake up and do it all over again. Could you imagine if we had to do one week at a time, all just not sleep for one week? That would be incredibly difficult. So we've only got 24 hours, and we just go to sleep, we rest, we wake up, we do it again. So I always have something that I read from the Bible to get me encouraged. And then the next thing that I read was this poem, and it's a sweet poem. It was given to me by a dear friend of mine back in 1995 when I was going through a difficult time also, And it's called Footprints. Are you familiar with Footprints? Well, if you aren't, please Google it. It's such a beautiful poem. I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. One night, a man dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. As scenes of his life flashed before him, he noticed that there were two sets of footprints in the sand. He also noticed at his saddest, lowest times, There was one set of footprints. This bothered the man. And he asked the Lord, didn't you promise that if I gave you my heart that you would be with me all the way? Then why is there only one set of footprints during my most troublesome times, Lord? And the Lord replied, my precious child, I love you. I would never forsake you. During those times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. And Jesus says, I am with you always. And that's Matthew 28, 20. So those are the things I did, you know, and it just brought me great comfort and it helped me self-correct. And be able to enjoy the rest of my day with peace. So just to recap, when, when you feel down and you want to cry, the four things I encourage you to consider to do and definitely implement is cry. Allow yourself to cry. It's okay to cry. I'm going to write you out a prescription right now. Cry. The next prescription is right now everything that's magnificent in your life. And you see, that helps you focus from the negative onto the positive. And the third thing on the prescription is focus on your success and the fact that you have gotten through to the other side with so many other situations in your life and that you'll do it again. So go ahead and write down your successes and remember, wow, I went through that. I remember that pain and I made it to the other side. And then the fourth is read something that gives you hope. Okay. All right. So that's it. In the meantime, stay strong and above all, never give up.